And by the way, uh, last week, what did we talk about specifically? We were talking about trust, and it's a big issue for everybody. When you're talking about relationships, if you've ever been burned, <laughs> which is welcome to the club, most everybody has, you know, it's a topic that people really struggle with. How do I, you know, step back into whether it's a dating relationship or even, you know, um, people struggle with their, you know, their families. And so what is it that it looks like for me to walk back in or do a relationship in a more healthy way? Yes, because a lot of us don't do it in a healthy way. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's part the part the the part of us that makes us human is you know we learn we learn from you know what didn't go well. And I was just talking with someone um, about this yesterday, and I just said, you know, I believe that be becoming you know a, a professional gave me an advantage that, you know, I would read that material, I would look at that research, I would, you know, uh, practice with people, you know, um, in session, and it helped me understand me. And most people don't have that. Yeah. You know, they, they don't, they don't get two years to work on their own junk. And I got two years kind of to work on my own junk. So I, I would just say, you know, use us use a family collective as a resource for those things because um, it's normal to have junk, you know, and, but we all want to do better. You know, we all want to see it differently. So, you know, what are the steps? What are the things that we can do to make that change? We have some answers for you. Well, you mentioned accidents for you, did you say? Answers. Oh, I was like, <laughs> oh, I Yes. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I mean, I we can't do help have you there. Sometimes I'm like, okay. That's true. Yeah. yeah, we have we have accidents and go through mental health struggles with accidents. <laughs> but I know right. you're helping to clarify, to give us answers, to give us clarity in a sense. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. an easy topic. It's not it, an trust easy... is not an easy topic. No. And there was a, a definition that someone came up with once that said. Trust is choosing to make something important to you vulnerable to the actions of someone else. One more time. Wait. Trust is choosing to make something important to you vulnerable to the actions of somebody else. Wow. And that's why we don't do it right there. Right? <laughs> the vulnerability, <laughs> the, the scare, the hurt, the angst. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly why we do it. But that's the step that's why it's hard because we're going to make ourselves vulnerable when we when we reach out and trust again you know that that same man says distrust is what i've shared with you that's important to me mm -hmm. is not is not safe with you and that's the thing that we we talked a lot about last week you know what does it look like when you have symptoms of mistrust you know how does that happen in your life and today we want to talk a little bit about what makes up that word. Because that's a great big word. Actually, it's a small word, yeah. word but it has great big, you know, per, you know, uh, per, I don't know. I don't even know what the right word to say is, but it just repercussions, you know, in your life. Because that, as, as, as easy to say, I don't trust them, 
but it's not so easy to say why I don't trust, right? So I want to kind of give a definition for that for us so that we can decide when I say I don't trust them, what is exactly I don't trust? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I see. I, you coming from, you're talking to someone who has severe trust issues my whole life with men. So I'm really honing in on this. My own, sorry, okay. with my father. So, okay, I'm just okay. thinking deep and I don't mind sharing. Um, hard for me to trust, period. Right. All right. So let's take a look at some of the things that make that up, Jill. You know, so you know exactly, I can pinpoint what, what's going wrong. When I, when I have that feeling in my gut, what's going wrong? Okay. So the first is confidences. Can I trust you to keep my confidences? Or can I be trusted to keep your confidences? And you know, as, as simple as that sounds, when, uh, just say I said this to you, I was like, oh, Jill, did you hear about Betty and John? Their son was arrested and that's really bad. And I'm pretty sure he's going to jail. And you start to, you said, you know, telling me, you know, things, you know, about Betty and John and what has happened right there is what wasn't mine to share. Yeah. Right. I'm sharing and you're, you're not mistrusting Betty and John. You're going to mistrust me. You know, your trust for me is going to be diminished because the reality is if I'm going to talk about Betty and John, chances are I'm going to talk about you. Yeah. Right. So it's not just the fact that um, you hold my confidence. It's the fact that in our relationship, we acknowledge the importance of confidentiality. Right. And um, this is something that Brene Brown says that's tricky about the latest scoop. But sometimes she calls that common enemy intimacy. The only thing that we have in common is that we're judging someone else. And that is counterfeit trust. And it's not real. So I would ask you to think about, you know, your relationships when you think, oh, I, I can really trust them. Well, if it's if it's only about the latest scoop or gossip. That's not trust. You might have something in common, but it's not trust. Mm -hmm. You with me? Yes. So that's one. Okay. So another one is being open and non-judgmental. I'm going to look at the time we have a cook. So that means that I can fall apart and struggle without being in judgment from you. And you can fall apart and struggle and ask for help without being in judgment from me. Right? You can actually be needy. So if you're the person that doesn't like to be needy and or doesn't like needy people, I need you to, you know, think about this. There was an example of a couple of coworkers. They spent 20 years going to work, sitting next to each other, chatting about the weather and um, even working closely on projects, but they never needed to rely on each other. You know, they only had a good morning. And then there were two, uh, co-workers that had spent only a couple of months together, but they were constantly in the trenches with each other. They needed each other to complete like deadlines or tasks. And, you know, guess which one <laughs> learned to create a bond? You know, the, the, when, when I can be vulnerable with you and rely on you, you know, and expect to, uh, you to open up in that way to me, 
then I've learned to be open and non-judgmental. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, it's being vulnerable is really hard because most of us are better uh, about giving help than asking for help. Absolutely. Right? But but here's the bottom line, and this is hard. So nobody like call in and yell at me, all right? But if you can't ask for help and they can't reciprocate that, that's not really a trusting relationship. When I think less of myself for needing help, whether whether I'm consciousness conscious of it or not, you know, I'm thinking less of people who need help, right? Yeah. I can't I can't judge myself for needing help without judging others for needing help. So it's really important that that you pass this one, you know, through the cogs because that's what it means to be open and not judgmental. Yeah. Right? All right. And then I need to um, communicate with understanding and generosity. And I would say everyone says, oh, yes, I am. Right. (laughs) But if I screw something up or I forget something, like say yesterday, I'll I'll, I'll just throw this out. Say you called me and said, you know, uh, next month is going to be really hard for me, Diane, because, you know, my spouse or someone passed away, my, my, my mother, my father a year ago, and that day, day's coming up and, you know, I'm really struggling with it coming up. And I say to you, oh, I got you, Jill. We'll, you know, we'll, you know, I'll be there for you. And then I forget, right? Being generous means that you actually are going to dig deep down and know that I care about you and try to think about what else could be going on rather than the moment that we run into each other again. You're like, no, I knew, I knew you couldn't, I knew you couldn't, right? I knew you couldn't, right? I'm going to make the most generous assumption about you, you know, on, on, so that I can hear or you will hear what got hurt, right? Is that making sense? And it's not an easy thing to do because, you know, well, and I would, and I would put the caveat on this. If this friend that we're talking about does it every time, you know, that's a whole different thing. But if Diane and Jill had this relationship where as a rule, I'm showing up and I'm doing, you know, what I said I was going to do this one time that you get hurt and offended, that's what it actually means to be generous to say, Hey, you know, uh, remember I told you it was going to be a bad day and mm-hmm. you kind of didn't reach out, you know, yeah. and then you, you, what that means is you give me the chance to say, Hey, you know what? That was my bad, Jill. I'm so sorry. You know, let's, let's hear about what happened, how you made it through that, you know, and I'm going to do better at marking my calendar or whatever it is, but that is a component of trust, all right? Another one is being reliable. When I say I'm reliable, it means uh, you are going to say you or do what you said you were gonna say or do and not just once. It means it's gonna happen over and over and over again, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. What I'm thinking about is, you know, when my kids were little, I had some energy left at dinner time and I would, you know, unfortunately allow them to do things at the dinner table that probably weren't the healthiest and chase them around to eat. But by bedtime, I was done. Right? I was like, and when I said eat at dinner time, they didn't believe me. 
because they knew that I was going to have, you know, all kinds of latitude. But when I said bedtime, they knew me well enough to go, I, she's reliable in this. She's going to lose it. It's bedtime. And they would go, right? So it's it's being consistent, you know, time after time after time. That's what reliable means, that we will follow through with what we're what we're say we're going to do right following through you know to say what we're going to do i just want to ask you with trust is another big issue about following through right right i I always believe in the model you don't break don't don't make a promise you can't keep exactly yeah it's a simple phrase and i really believe in that i am a person of my word i say i'm going to do something i'll do it will i fail sometimes will i forget sometimes but still do it yes will i do it a little later will i do it yes but that's that i expect everyone to have that value system and they don't and that's why it also lets me down so people always try to tell me expect nothing and you won't be how do they say it expect you won't be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Except for that is a component of trust. Yeah. You know, so that is actually when someone says, why don't you trust me? You know, that's what actually this list is we're coming up with is, you know, can you or can you or can you not trust someone in their actions? And I'm just I'm giving some real life reasons or things that you need to say. Yes, they do that. They're fairly consistent with that or no. Nope. Those are some things I really miss on. And so when they say, why don't you trust me? I can say, look, you're not reliable. And that matters to me. The Bible even backs you up on that one, Jill. It says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very clear, you know, that it's important to be a person of your word. And so, yes, that's what this is. Okay, sorry. But yeah, I just want to remind everyone how we can reach you at the Family Collective. Diane Arnold, would you mind sharing? Yep. Uh, the, <laughs> I was like, Diane Arnold. No, I'm not giving that email out. Um, thefamilycollective.co, not com, C-O. And um, you should be directed to take you to like places where you can look at a lot of the um, um, uh, programs that are on there, a lot of the free resources that are on there. Also, if you speak Portuguese, we have a, a complete website and... Um, um, materials in Portuguese and Spanish. So, all right, back to being trustworthy. You, we need to be accountable. And this is interesting. Accountability means, I. and this is Brene's uh, definition. I love it. I can only trust you when you make a mistake. If you're willing to own it, you'll make amends and apologize for it. And you can only trust me if I make a mistake when I'm allowed to own it. So if you're blocking somebody from allowing them to own it, listen up. When I'm allowed the grace to apologize for it and I'm allowed the space to make amends for it, that is a trustworthy action. So that's a big one, you know, and that's a that's our model of mercy and grace, you know, our biblical model of mercy and grace that we see over and over and over again. That when, not if we make mistakes, when we make mistakes, because no one is perfect that we are allowed the ability to make amends for it. That makes sense? Yes, it does. I'm following along. <laughs> yep. 
And okay, I think I have like two more. Being consistent means you're clear about your boundaries. So if you call, if you and I talked about going to a lunch, and I'm having a really rough week, and I tell you I'm 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 unable to do something, or better yet, maybe I don't want to go to lunch. You know, it's a bad week. And even though that's not what you want to hear, I can honestly say I have a commitment or I'm tired and you can accept that. It's being able to consistently accept what I say and and understand that my boundaries. Sorry, my nephew just walked in the shot. Uh, he just came <laughs> over and he wants to talk. John, not now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm actually working. I know you kept texting me, but I couldn't respond. I'm sorry. This is Diane. This is John. Hi, John. Okay. <laughs> we will talk later. You okay? You're not okay. Okay. Actually, she's a licensed mental health professional, which we, we're going to get you, me and Jen. We're going to talk about the OCD, uh, okay? Yeah. He's, how old are you? 15. 15. He suffers with severe OCD anxiety and just to be honest, because we're honest people in this home, um, he's dealing with a lot of sexual thoughts and frustrations, and he doesn't know how to handle them. And I'm also not a licensed mental health counselor, but we are going oh, to right. seek the help for him that he needs. Because I'm glad you can. It's okay. We can always talk about things. Okay. Yeah. Okay, That's John? awesome. Okay, it's okay. Yes. Yeah, but I'm working. I know you want to talk about Rosie's belly. Okay, but not right now. But I love you. And when you're done with work, it'll be okay. Okay. I love you. Thank you so much. I know. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you so much. But thank you for understanding. It's something we're dealing with in our family. And my brother came up from North Carolina and he just picked up my nephew too. So thank you. Oh, yeah. He lives, he lives five minutes away. We're super close, but he deals with a lot of anxiety and now it's the sexual and he wants to talk all the time. So that's why my phone keeps pinging and hi guys. Thank you so much. All right. So let's continue. Okay. All right. Well, that that's very sweet of you, Jill. And you know, there's some perfect examples about trust. I'm going to have grace, <laughs> grace for that because it is what you had to do in the moment. John, you know, I have to work. Okay, go, go, go downstairs. Jack, John, John, I have to work. I, you can ask me something. Yeah, I'm working right now. I I will talk to mom. I'll talk to you later, please. I, we can talk. Okay, not now. I have to work. Right, Diane? We have to... We have to finish this, John. boundaries. I love you. Yeah. Thank you. Go, go, go. I have to go. Thank you so much. Please, John. Thank you. There you <laughs> go. Someone in your field can empathize. So thank you. Yeah, 100%. He's just doing what... Yeah. He, so yeah. I, I hope that you do get him okay. some... Yep. ...somebody to talk to, because that'll be awesome. All right. So let's go back to respecting boundaries really quick about building trust. If you call me and ask me to go to lunch, I'm having a rough week. And for whatever reason, I say I can't do it. You know, that is understanding and accepting someone's boundaries. And you know how that feels to get turned down for something. Yep. You know, however, you know, rather than pushing or manipulating or trying to, you know, shame me into something, you have to be able to honor my decision and say, you know, that that's not going to work for them. And the same goes, you know, I mean, it goes to both sides mm -hmm. of the, right. That, that is ironically the respect. And last but not least, you know, we have to walk with integrity. You know, again, I love Brene Brown's um, definition of this. Integrity is choosing courage over comfort, choosing what's right over what's fun, fast, and easy. And it means to 
practice our values, not just talk about it. So I think it's important to remember that, you know, the person that if you trust or don't trust walks in integrity True. and it's, and, and it's, um, what, what's the definition of integrity? Like I know what it means, but I'm trying to think how would I explain it to someone? If you have integrity, you have, so do you know the, how to word it? Yeah. Well, that's why I just said that thing that I said, you know, it's, it's, about choosing courage over comfort. When I have integrity, I've done, you know, what I said I was going to do. I am who I said I was Got going it. to. Okay. Right. It's it's a it's an, an internal part of me that when nobody's looking, I will choose. You know, you're right. doing the right thing. Yeah. Got I it. will choose the right thing. You know, and it's because it's a value system of who I am. Got right. It. Yeah. And mm-hmm. of course that's somebody that you could trust. Yeah. But it is something that you will, you know, look for in a person. It's I always I always consider that when someone says, Well, nobody will know. I'm like, uh, uh yeah. They can kind of figure <laughs> you out, right? I yeah. <laughs> right. So knowing what's specifically off with my trust gives us words to say. Here's my struggle. You're not reliable with me uh, to do your to do what you said you were going to do. Uh, your issue is you're very judgmental of me, or your issue is you don't respect my boundaries. And it gives me words to why I block those attempts at relationships, you know, or even somebody who wants to know me better. They've they've not, you know, they've pushed through um, a boundary that I've set up without you know, talking with me about it. And I think that's a pretty um, common one where I've kind of said, you know, this is how far I'm going to go till we know we better. And someone will push, 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 push. Right. Oh, I know. So here's a famous quote that I think sums it all up. And it kind of rocked me to the core when I read it. I was like, oh, (laughs) it says, I don't trust people who don't love themselves, but say, I love you. I'm learning how to trust, learning. Right? Remember, it's not being hard on yourself. You know, there's reasons that we're, all of us have experienced trust issues. You know, we've, you know, but it, but this is a way to create a new foundation that's based on honesty, loyalty, and commitment. And um, I would say to people out there, remember, words, promises, gifts do not restore trust. <laughs> no matter no, how to give no, or you promises, can't. It's- you can forgive, but you can't forget. That's a whole nother thing too, right? Yeah. It's got to be your behaviors and actions that show and prove, you know, it's a daily commitment, you know, in order to build trust first, you take small steps mm-hmm. and trust will grow. So um, generally, if you put trust in, you'll get trust out. So um, that is what we call the anatomy of trust. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for trusting me with the show today. (laughs) Rolling with the punches. Thank you. Um, How can we reach out to you? If you have any questions about this, info at thefamilycollective.co or you can go to the website, thefamilycollective.co. You're looking for premarital, marriage, um, uh, identity material. There's... Um, a huge website full of um, references, articles, and materials for you 
at a phenomenal that's phenomenally priced because it's a nonprofit. So, um, you know, there's also online um, marriage groups, if that's something that you'd want to be a part of community groups and that we have one going right now that has people from Canada and the West Coast and the East Coast. And um, it's been an amazing experience for the couples in the group. So that's out there on the website as well. Thank you again, Diane Arnold. Appreciate you being here. The Family Collective. Co. Thank you, yeah. John Anthony, for coming into the shot. And uh, <laughs> I'll talk to you later. I still have to work, you know. All right. Have a great day. Thank you so All much. Right. And we'll talk All soon. Right.